your attitude, your gratitude, your thankfulness isn't going to just affect you. It's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your workplace. It's going to affect every single person around you. Think of the power in that, guys. It just think of your own life right now of when you're around somebody that's just grateful, that just has that thankful heart. I can think of a number of people where it's just like, I just want to be around them. They're just spewing out this love, this goodness, this joyfulness within them. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. Now, our vision is to get you on the right path to your framework of success, focusing on the five power pillars, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Now, the King's Council is not your average coaching program. It's much more than that. It's a tribe of like-minded men and women bonded by faith and relationship that you can do life with. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and becoming the CEO of your life by visiting kingscouncilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. This episode is brought to you by Anchored Coffee. Anchored Coffee is a coffee company unlike any other. Not only do they provide the most delicious, and fresh coffee on the market. They also are positively impacting the communities where the coffee is growing. Anchored Coffee is on a mission to change the world through coffee. And as a subscriber of this podcast, you can get 15% off your next order using the promo code KING15. So visit impacttheworld.coffee today and use the promo code KING15 at checkout. That's impacttheworld.coffee using the promo code KING15 to get 15% off your next order. Enjoy the show. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek. And today, man, today with just kind of the spirit of the holiday season just kind of coming upon us, I'm in Minnesota and it's getting cold up here this time of year. And it just gets me kind of into this sense or this feeling of of really gratitude as we go into this holiday season, Christmas, and then ultimately Thanksgiving coming up upon us. And I wanted to take a moment today just to really dive into what it means to be thankful or what it means to have that attitude of gratitude. We've all heard that before. And not really just to show our reverence to God or just our gratefulness to Him, which obviously we could do that and should do that continually, but really just to show us the power of what that type of attitude can have in our lives and what it can do for us in our own lives. And that's just one of the things I love so much just about our creator and and that he created this feeling or this emotion of gratitude, of thankfulness, not only to give him glory and to honor him, but also just what it does for us when we are acting in this form of obedience. It's just amazing how God has created 
us and the emotions and the feelings that we have. And as I was really preparing for this, I was diving into like so many scriptures. If you just look at, you know, thankfulness or gratitude, there is so many scriptures in the Bible that it refers to. And one of the ones that really just highlighted me is gratitude is the door to God's presence. In Psalms 100 verse 4, it says to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, to give thanks to him and praise his name. So thanksgiving is essentially, if we read this, thanksgiving is how we enter into his gates, how we enter into his house. So if we want to draw closer to God, if we want to hear from God, we've got to enter into his gates. And we do that by entering into it with thanksgiving, with this form of gratitude in our hearts. So every time that we pray, we should be starting with thanksgiving, with a thankful heart. Every time that we wake, we should start with thanksgiving, with just this thankful heart. And if we do this, if we can approach this or have this mindset, we will always be within his courts, always be within his presence. And here's another thing that I noticed as I was reading through all sorts of, again, different verses and scriptures on this attitude of gratitude. But gratitude at the core, I mean, it is a daily choice. It's a choice that we get to make. And what really made this hit home for me was reading through the book of Acts when Paul and Silas were actually arrested. And I'm just going to read this specifically here. It's in chapter 16 in the book of Acts, verse 25. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. So that's just gratitude. That's thanksgiving. So they're praying and they're singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. So think of this circumstance here. If you, I mean, you can read leading up to this point, a lot had taken place and they've actually, they were thrown in prison and they had a choice, this choice that they could have made to be certainly angry, to maybe hold the grudge against God. Like I'm doing this for you. And they were still, you know, in prison. They were beat. They had every earthly right to hold that grudge against God in this situation, in this circumstance. But no, instead, they prayed and they sang hymns to God. I mean, it's amazing the mental fortitude, we'll call this, that they had in this situation. Because we can't, as you guys know this, we cannot fully control our circumstances. Life's gonna happen. A lot of icky things happen to us on this earth. It's going to happen. We can't control the circumstances, but what we can always control is our attitude with which we respond to those circumstances. We have a choice. We have a choice in every situation that we come across. And our attitude is really the only thing that we can control in those circumstances. So they had a choice and they chose to sing praises. They chose to sing hymns and still show that gratitude and that thankfulness 
to God. And this is just a perspective that they chose to have probably well before the circumstances that they found themselves in. And this is why we talk a lot about having our core values and and ultimately developing our contracts of how we approach life. And the reason for that is to really, before the circumstances come at us, because life comes at us, we're going to make the decision of who we are well before then. So they've obviously made that decision, that attitude of gratitude that they were going to continually have. And another thing that I noticed in this, guys, is that gratitude, if you read through this scripture again, gratitude doesn't just affect you. It didn't just affect Paul and Silas in this circumstance here, but it affected everyone around them. Because again, the book of Acts here tells us that it wasn't just their chains that fell off. It wasn't just their chains that came loose, but it said everyone else's did. I'll reread it. It said, at once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. So your attitude, your gratitude, your thankfulness isn't going to just affect you. It's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your workplace. It's going to affect every single person around you. Think of the power in that, guys. It just think of your own life right now of when you're around somebody that's just grateful, that just has that thankful heart. I can think of a number of people where it's just like, I just want to be around them. They're just spewing out this love, this goodness, this joyfulness within them. And so gratitude or thankfulness, I want to be crystal clear on this, guys. It's not a form of, as we're going into this time of Thanksgiving, where we sit down, we say the you know blessing, whatever your family tradition may be, we would go around the table and say things we're thankful for. I get that. But a lot of people, when we're not intentional about that, we just think that being thankful is like having good manners. It's being polite. It's saying, yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, or thank you when somebody opens the door for you. No, no, no. Politeness is not having gratitude. Gratitude is being thankful despite of the circumstances. It's being thankful even though the circumstances might be rough. That's the power of having this attitude of gratitude. And I believe we can really do that when our heart is in this form. We have this joy within us. And I'll go into, I mean, I love talking about these scriptures here in Philippians 4 verses 4 through 7. It says, to rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Man, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Notice that Paul in this situation, when he says it's rejoice in the Lord always, it's not rejoice in your circumstances. What does Paul mean exactly to rejoice in the Lord always? Does he mean that there's always something to rejoice in if you're in Christ? Does he mean that those that have Jesus in their life, that they can find a reason to rejoice in every circumstance? Seems Sometimes it could just seem hard, just with the life that we live. It happens. I mean, 
we experience loss, we experience death, we experience, you know, financial troubles, depression. There's a lot of things that we can look at, again, from our earthly perspective or just on this realm where it's like, man, there's just so much to be upset about. And this comes down to the perspective that we have. And what I interpret, Paul, in this scripture here, what I interpret him to actually command to to really mean here is that the living presence of God, of Jesus in our lives, that is our joy. That needs to be our joy and that there is no circumstance that can take that away from you. No circumstance can take that away from you. Rejoicing for us as believers, and I know not everybody that listens to this is a believer, but I'm telling you, if you're a follower of Christ, rejoicing is not an option. It's a command here. It's an empathetic command. Rejoicing, if we go back to the verse, it's at the beginning and it's at the end of the verse. So I got to believe when I just read this, I got to believe that there's a reason for that. Why would it be at rejoice in the Lord always? And again, I say rejoice. First off, Paul obviously knew that he needed them to get it, who he was writing to. Like, you guys got to get this here. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. And the other thing about this, Paul uses a verb in this, and what he's referring to here, the verb is actually used in the present continual sense. And what this means is that he doesn't want them to just have moments of sporadic joy, moments of the highs and lows that we sometimes experience. When things are going well, it's easy to rejoice. You're like, yeah, yay, life's great. But instead, it's a continual present tense, just a sense that we have to be continually rejoicing in the Lord. Or think of it more of this way. It's a habit that we develop. It's a discipline in the life of a believer. If you're a follower of Christ, there should be a discipline that we develop over time. And the other thing about this, the verb that Paul uses is that it's in the plural. Paul sees rejoicing Again, in this context here, he's seen rejoicing as a discipline, but it's more of a corporate discipline. It's not a private individual activity where so many of us, we lay down and say our prayers at night. We're like, thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for this. Grateful for this. No, no, no. We got to do this together in a corporate sense. We got to rejoice together in the Lord always. So to be clear here, to rejoice In the Lord means that Jesus is not just a source of rejoicing, but it means that he is the object of rejoicing. I want you to hear me again when I say this. Jesus is not the source of rejoicing. He is the object of rejoicing. So we don't rejoice because he changes our circumstances. We rejoice because he is greater than any of our circumstances. That's that attitude of gratitude, no matter what's coming at us, we can just be so grateful. We can be so thankful to God of what he has done for us, but what he's continually doing for us. That, man, if there's anything that we can be grateful for, I would say it's that, that no matter what, no matter our circumstances, he is greater than all of it. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, 
visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingscouncilcoaching. We'll see you next time.